0: Hello, everyone. This is Tommy at World at War Comics, and today we have another amazing interview. But before we get into that, you know what to do. Hit that subscribe button. Make sure you hit that ring bell. That way you know every time we're dropping a new interview. Um, all right. So today, as always, our podcast is brought to you by Cien Chili's, the best hot sauce that you could buy. Go to cien chilies.com. Pick out your favorite hot sauce. The Thai bird is the hottest. It's my personal favorite. I eat it on everything, but they have an amazing habanero, an amazing jalapeno. They even have an incredible mustard seed sauce that is great for deviled eggs and all kinds of really cool stuff. Um, so go to cnchiles.com. You'll also see recipes and you'll get to meet Maria Covarrubias, the founder, and the chef who is behind these amazing flavors. So check them out today. Also, we are brought to you by comic crusaders the best website when it comes to your comic movie and even music reviews go to ComicCrusaders.com today right now because of new york comic-con you're going to see all kinds of amazing interviews of incredible creators and you're going to get a lot of behind the scenes looks at everything that took place at new york comic-con so right now check out comic all right without further review Today, our guest is Charlie McKelvey. He is the creator and writer of Spider Squirrel. Um, He also is the owner of Zion Studios, a publishing company of indie comics, and he has a whole host of amazing writers and creators and titles um, that fall under the Zion Studios, and you're going to hear a lot more from Charlie and team over the next year. All right, without further ado, here's Charlie and I. I hope you enjoy. Well, hello everyone. Welcome to World at War Comics. Our special guest, Mr. Charlie McKelvey. Charlie, what's up, man? Thanks for joining us. Hey, Tommy. How are you, man? I'm doing good, man. So good to have you. I've been following you for quite a while. You've been a busy man. You know, Spider Squirrel is a lot of fun. So I got your issue one. I got your trade that you came out with, which I went through again last night, man. Super awesome. Obviously, you got Milestone God Quest. I think issue two coming up as well. You got a lot going on, my friend.
1: Uh, yeah, it's never ending. I, in fact before we, we started, I was like making this is my today's to-do list and that's
0: the <laughs> comic side of my life. I yeah, I
1: actually have a real job too. So <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, you know, I hear that a lot from comic creators, right? They, they they love creating comics, but they all have a job that they have to do during the day, right? So it's uh it takes it takes a lot to get to that point where that can now become your living, right?
1: Yeah, well, and with the number of kids that I have. So uh, Oh really? We seven, yeah, we have seven kids, and so oh my it's, gosh. Uh, It'll be a while before comics, unless <laughs> unless like, you know, freaking Disney or 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 somebody, you know, bad robot signs my books and makes a movie and it makes, billions, <laughs> you know, and I can do like David Mack and go around and just
0: appear. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I think we're all waiting for that. Man, I have four kids. I thought I was crazy. Seven's oh, a lot, bro. Charlie.
1: I'm psychotic. It's okay.
0: Yeah, so, it's all good, man. All good. Man. All good. <laughs> well, you have a busy household. That's for sure. Yeah, no.
1: And everyone's super supportive. My, uh, in fact, my wife uh who you you held up the trade paperback Her um her likeness is in that uh there's an epilogue that uh is only in the trade paperback Ah. Uh, the librarian for the first time and uh, that's my
0: wife oh that's Uh, cool man (laughs) uh,
1: and it's funny because when dc stoltner did the art he's like hey this sounds weird but can you send me a bunch of pictures of your wife making different (laughs) facial expressions and i was like no i know what you're doing it's okay (laughs) um but yeah and she goes to baltimore like she went to baltimore this year and she cosplayed all day saturday as the character Um, no
0: way that's so cool man yeah
1: it's awesome so i love it And my my teenage daughters they love being my my little booth babies um (laughs) they don't say anything yeah yeah. (laughs) it's like watching me work it's it's yeah yeah
0: well that's pretty cool though man that's pretty awesome well, um, what I thought I'd do, Charlie, let's go back and let's, uh, I would love to find out when this passion for comics started in your life, man. Wow. Um,
1: so I think, uh, you know, I, I guess I'll go back to the, like my first comic that I remember um, really made an impact on me. And it was uh, DC Comics Presents number 46. Oh, I, um, can, I can never remember the stupid number, but it's, um, it was a yellow cover and it had Castle Grayskull on there. And it's a DC Comics book, you know. And then at the top of the mountain is Skeletor holding a power sword at Superman, who was flying at He-Man. And I was like, (laughs) "Yo, this is everything. (laughs) Um, And I was probably, uh, gosh, I might have been six or seven when that book came out. Um, I'm an old head. Uh, (laughs) Yes, kids, I realize that. No, I don't do TikTok. Um, (laughs) Although I probably should. But uh, yeah, so that made a big impact on me. And I remember I traced over that page, that book and I drew in it and I did everything. Yeah. I, mean, I started, you know, kind of creating in my own head, like, oh, and and what if, you know, uh, Manny faces had shown up and, you know, <laughs> or whatever. Um, so that was kind of it. And then that that was the first book I remember. And there was a Teen Titans along the way somewhere that my grandma, my meemaw got for me. Um, but there's a 7-Eleven about two miles from our house and That's and cool. yeah kids this is how old I am there weren't comic <laughs> shops back then I had to go and actually walk to the damn pharmacy or super, or 7-Eleven yeah. um, but yeah and I, I I took you know I just again seven eight years old I'd walk two miles to the 7-Eleven I'd drop a buck or two or whatever it was on a DC who's who those became my thing yeah. and I, I went regularly just looking for the next who's who I still have all of those, by the way oh wow you kept them all Oh yeah. I've got, I've nice. got upstairs in my, in my book library and it's just, they're, they're just, that's my history. Yeah, so that's yeah. what kind of got me started. I realized that like, character creation was, was really important to me. And I, that, that got me going early. So, and then like everybody else, a fan uh, somewhere along middle school, you know, you spend the night at a friend's house, Hey, let's create a Transformers cartoon uh, comic yeah. book <laughs> you know, and, and we're going to make millions off of it. And uh, you know, we'll get published it and, and, and nothing ever happens. Yeah. And so um, yeah, fast forward about um, 2006. Um, I I said, I, I really want to do this. I I, I, I want to get this story out of me. Like, I just want to tell something. And at the time, um, I'm trying to think of what I was reading. 2006. It, I, I swear it was a BCX run on um, Avengers, but doesn't matter. And I said, I want to do a team book like that. I want to kind of do like an X-Men plus Avengers kind of a thing. And that's where WatchGuard was born. And I started creating all these characters. Um, But uh, (laughs) while I was doing that and paying for art and all this other stuff, um, I I did skip a thing, but I'll tell you about it later. Uh, I realized somewhere along the way that nobody's going to who's going to (laughs) care. So this is this is pre-Kickstarter. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I didn't have a way to build an audience. Social media was, eh, you know, it was Facebook, yeah. was really it. Um, and Twitter was in its nascency. And, um, and so I, I, I had a noodle on how do I build an audience? And, uh, I walked into a, a, a gaming store, uh, across, I was working retail at the time and I walked into this gaming store across the way. Um, and just it was new comics, Dan. I knew they had comics, too, but it was a small rack of books, and it was always just the newest stuff from the big publishers. Yeah. So I figured I would check out what's coming and then I go walk around. Well, I saw this book, And I was like, whoa, this is superheroes, and it's it's an RPG that's really freaking cool. I didn't know they. I thought it was just d yeah. uh, and d yeah uh, and and so I found Mutants and masterminds. It was a uh, second edition from Green Run and Publishing. And I um I, I asked the game guy, I was like, hey, can I can I tail the, the poly off of this and actually go and, and, and check it out? He's like, no, you gotta buy the book. I was like, it's $32, dude. He's like and yeah. <laughs> so he gave me the retail shrug and and I was yeah. like, okay, we've all done that, right? Yeah. Um <laughs> and uh and so i was like well what the heck and i bought it and i i immediately tore the packaging off as i'm walking back to work and i'm flipping through going oh this is really freaking cool so i i poured through that and i i um as fast as i could i i memorized how to build characters and mm. and all this other stuff and and I bought more supplements, and then I found out they had a licensing program. Anyway, fast forward, I get the licensing with those guys, which they still do today. It's a free license, yeah. um, and you can sell with their logo on it. And I created the WatchGuard Sourcebook, which I still sell today. It's still actually one of my better sellers. Yeah. Um, it's like a DC Who's Who, Marvel Comics, um, uh, official handbook of the Marvel Universe, rather. Uh, kind of a guide, but it also has gaming stats in it for Mutants Masters uh-huh. uh 3E, which is their current edition, third edition
0: mm-hmm. uh,
1: so yeah, it was funny though because I, I did that to create an audience. I was like, well, you know, they, they've got their own audience. And so oh, I yeah. like to dive into the gamer community. And <laughs> um, and I was on podcasts and other stuff for gaming, it was really fun. Yeah. And and I ended up getting nominated for an Emmy, which is like um a Harvey's, you know, or an Oscar. Yeah, that's for, awesome. Uh, gaming, yeah. Uh, and I got I won an Ogre Award, which is not as as a big on award, but I won. Still, and I was like, that's cool. Yeah, so I can officially say I have an award-winning gaming title. and But more importantly, and this is a marketing thing for everybody who's doing indie comics or thinking about it, is I found my audience. Yeah. And, and I still feed that audience, even though I'm branching out into different genres, to your, your point, you know, like we're doing. You know, I guess God Quest is kind of still in the same vein because it's still superheroes, but with uh, American Yakuza. Um, yeah. and, um, I've got a pulp book I'm working on with Devin Arskit and um, Ben Morse. And then Travis Gibb is working on a book with me um, that is not really—it's it, in a superhero universe, but it's not superheroes. It's more right. mystical and, and um, anthropological. Really, it's a—it's 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 a statement of faith. Uh, you know, what do we believe in? Whether it's yeah. religious or otherwise. So, uh-huh. books, yeah. That's
0: awesome, man. Well, you know, fast forward into uh, Spider Squirrel, I would love to find out. So, I have an idea of who is Spider-Squirrel just by, <laughs> but how did you, how did you come up with Spider-Squirrel? Cause it is a pretty awesome character. The comic is hilarious. Um, nice. There's obviously see a lot of action, um, but uh, yeah. Can you maybe share a little bit how Spider-Squirrel started? <laughs>
1: yeah. Um, so uh, I, I've, uh, for those who don't know me or haven't seen me anywhere else before. So I've been in men's health magazine. Um, I was, uh, I met a commercial for premier premier protein, Aww. uh, sponsored by premier protein for, for several years, um, as an athlete. So I was an obstacle course racing athlete. So if you think oh, of wow. Spartan race or, uh, uh, there's a bunch of them, Spartan race, savage race, bone frog. There's also tough mutter. People have heard of that one.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and, and so I competed at a world championship level there for, uh, since 2014.
0: That's
1: and, um, yeah, it was really cool. In fact, this year was the first year I didn't uh, qualify because I didn't run. <laughs> um, so I probably could have qualified, but I didn't run. Um, so that's what got me started into this kind of athletic mode. And in the winter, there were no races. And so I was like, wow, I'd like to cross train in the winter, but I didn't want to do CrossFit. I want to do something. I want to do something that was a little bit more uh, simulating of mm-hmm. what we do on a, on a course. And I found a gym nearby that was hosting a ninja competition. I was like, "Hey, that sounds fun! I know an American Ninja Warrior. That sounds like a cool, you know, it's yeah. a cool show. I'll, I'll try it. It's yeah. basically obstacle course racing without all the running because, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just obstacles." Um, and so I, I competed and I won first place and. Oh, wow. And I was like, this is really cool. And I love this place. So uh, I signed myself up. And about a month later, I signed my son up. And next thing you know, my wife and my then 11-year-old daughter signed up to do um, aerial silks. Uh, There's two sides of the house. There was ninja and parkour. And then there was silks pole dance and um, aerial arts and stuff like that. And so my wife's over here on this side. I'm over here on this side. And we go regularly now. And it's a family thing.
0: That's so cool.
1: Well, one time I was training. And uh, uh, I was actually prepping for Ninja warrior. And so, uh, I was on season 10 for the show and while I'm putting together my choreography for the the B reel stuff that they wanted, um, he, i was i was on the course and and these kids were like both named alex they were arguing it was hilarious because they're like <laughs> they're supposed to be training and they're over here and they go, he looks like a squirrel Look, he's bouncing around he's just not as annoying which is <laughs> like, for, I'm twice as annoying um and then uh and then the other one was like no look at his long arms and legs and stuff oh my gosh look at he's climbing he's like a spider and they were they were legit like arguing and i go guys i'll just be a, a spider squirrel and i said and i was like oh shit there's something to that that's yeah. cool that's awesome so I, I created that logo that's on the cover of the book and i printed <laughs> it on my training pants and i printed yeah, it yeah my- that's so cool man thanks dude so uh, <laughs> that was that was my persona and then um i don't remember who i was talking to but it was one of my comics buddies it could have been Vito, it could have been ray anthony height um but they said that'd make a cool superhero and i go that would wouldn't it yeah and so I started on the design and uh, Ray Anthony Height actually, um, in fact, the the last book I just, uh, I haven't um, delivered rewards yet, but the last book I just released has a cover of the evolution of all the variations that Ray awesome. went through. Ray and I went through to, as he, as he built out the, uh, the costume. Um, awesome. He's the one that originally said, I'm going to use your body and head tight. Cause I think that I, it's just you. Yeah. And so that was kind <laughs> of Ray's genius. And then I came up with the <laughs> chest emblem and, and uh, Vito, contributed some editorial commentary like turning yeah. the logo it used to be instead of an s uh, like it ah, is there if you turned it 90 degrees counterclockwise it was like a squirrel running off to oh the, yeah yeah it was like that that's and Vito, so cool i showed Vito, and he was like well it's, i can tell it's a squirrel tail but what if you just turned it yeah and I, go, <laughs> I go oh my god it's an s he goes no duh and <laughs> well there it is and so there it cool. is <laughs> and there was one more incident so that's not the original design the original design that the pecs were white uh, uh and you'll see that in. and if you flip through like the cover gallery um this is uh yeah um yeah,
0: yeah. Toward the back. some of them
1: are edited and some of them weren't but um you'll see that the chest is white in a few of the original
0: uh pictures if that's the one you're talking about right there yeah,
1: that's actually some of the evolutionary
0: stuff. Yep. Yeah, very cool, man.
1: So what happened when I went to color is uh, John Rock, who DC colorist, and, and he's awesome. And John colored the chest blue. And I said, oh, that's wrong. Yeah. But I like it. he goes oh my bad and i was like no (laughs) we're keeping that and so the final
0: piece was that so kind of funny how that worked out that's so cool man the other question i had as i was kind of doing a little bit of research is uh freestyle comics yeah so you have freestyle comics um and then you have zion studios which i assume is your brand and uh this because I was looking it up, I guess it was created by a Michael Watson. The the concrete is that correct? Can you give yeah. us a little bit of a background? How you publish through them, and then what you're doing now as a, your own publisher?
1: Yeah. So um, years and years ago, Sean Mack was running um, Short Fuse uh, mm-hmm. Media, and and Sean and I had engaged, and I was like, "Hey, uh, I'm I'm down." He wanted to publish Spider Squirrel. I was like, "I'm I'm down with it. Let's go." Cause I had spent two years building up an audience for spider squirrel, just teasing images and stuff like that. Anyway. Um, well I started signing on with Sean and then short fuse went kaput. Uh, Sean pulled the plug. He's like, mm. I'm done, you know, and he basically retired from comics for a bit. Um, and, uh, and then about a week later, uh, some of us got together, Michael Watson initiated it, got us all together on a call and said, um, let's go freestyle. You know, uh, I want to take, I want to take what you guys were doing with Sean and keep going. So Mike wanted to publish and I was like, let's go. Yeah. So, um, spider squirrel is the only book under contract with freestyle. Mm-hmm. I still essentially run very independently. Cause I'm, I'm a, I'm a, I just, that's mm-hmm. just how I go. Right. I mean, yeah. I'm just my own dude. Um, but I love promoting them. They're great folks. Michael's awesome dude. Um, and so, for the foreseeable future, you'll see the freestyle logo on okay. uh, Spider Squirrel Works. Um, now, I there I am matching their uh, trade dress. Uh-huh. And going forward, I am using my own trade dress, but I will continue to uh, acknowledge the the freestyle background because I want to pay back. Uh, yeah, I think yeah. these guys are really awesome. So um, as much as I can help them, they help me. You know, that's how it works. So that's yeah, what that absolutely.
0: is. I mean, that's that's the community, right? That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yep. And um, then, can we jump right into Scion? Yeah. yeah
1: so um, uh, there's another change coming next year so <laughs> <laughs> maybe we don't want to talk about too much <laughs> well, I don't mind but uh yeah so'm I'm, I'm taking a um uh, I'm taking a break uh, ish uh, um, really not even true I, I in fact I'm putting together one of my things today is to put together a share file because there's another book I want to get finished mm-hmm. uh, I'm gonna wrap up a series of books this winter. Um, I'm gonna write um, a couple of things myself. And I'm building out a couple of Kickstarters for next year. So I'm pre-building uh, one of which is American Yakuza. Uh, we talked about earlier, yeah. it's already on pre-launch today. I'm um, yeah. still building that campaign out, but it's up for pre-launch. You can follow it. But uh, Zion is is me. I am Zion. And it's something that um, it's where WatchGuard was born. It's mm-hmm. kind. It's really where Spider Scroll was also born. Uh-huh. Uh, and going forward, Zion is where I'm expanding out slowly. So yeah. I, you know uh, Dean Hasspel uh he, he's done a character for me he did a book called Chess Face. it's his character in my oh. universe it's in the um uh the Titan size special that I just released or haven't released yet, but it's just crowdfunded mm-hmm. um you know Dean said, hey you know you're like the the Stanley of, of indie comics and he doesn't mean like prolificness like right. I'm not you know genius guy what he what he's talking about is like my energy and my enthusiasm. Yeah my passion you know he's like that in fact louise simons and we were we were talking at baltimore and she was like i can see that you know <laughs> and, and so that was like oh you know it hit me yeah. in the heart um but um but zion is that so i'm expanding slowly we're, we're gonna start covering more genres so superheroes yeah. it's everything for zion um and i will start using a different trade dress for the more mature books that we're going to start doing um mm-hmm. uh, got uh, a couple of indie to- oh, i'm sorry um one shots coming out next year uh more like mini graphic novels mm-hmm. and um and then uh, an american yakuza is going to be our first big dip into uh, a little bit more of a mature line no superheroes or capes yeah uh, they see some mysticism and powers and stuff like that in a different way but the story is going to hinge less on the spandex and more on the characters individually. Yeah. Uh, and um and yeah we're just going to keep expanding so we talked about it offline and you know, um, Anthony Stokes yeah. uh, signed on um to do a book Chris Moses um uh, Travis Gibb Travis Hill yeah uh, uh, got a few guys and gals who I'm targeting um you know to to sign on but a, a slow progressive build up and expansion yeah. of the universe uh, I'm going to get to the point where I'm project managing and not writing anymore which is going to suck yeah me. Yeah, um, yeah but everything is born from you know everything so far is coming from um my um like they're my initial creation and then now i'm handing them off to different folks oh and and Devin rscott and ben morse for example i said hey i want to do this pulp hero and i gave them the whole concept and this is the idea this is the name i was thinking of we don't have to stick with it and they're co-creating or co-birthing or co-parenting with me um And so uh, these guys are are going to really help grow my universe out. So,
0: yeah, no, I mean, all very talented writers um, in their own right. So we've been lucky to have some of them like Devin on our show and uh, just fantastic people um anthony um he's had several kickstarters in fact i yep. think intrusive thoughts 2 is a kickstarter that's live right now if i'm not mistaken yep. right yeah yeah and he's a great writer um i love watching him on x and twitter he's pretty funny at times as well too. So <laughs> he, it's pretty cool
1: he loves his hot takes <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes he does he does he does if i get a kick out of it man he's just a, a really cool guy and then obviously chris moses another fantastic human being um so yeah it seems like you're building out kind of a, a superhero team of uh writers um as part of uh zion or whatever that next uh iteration of that creation is going to be because that's that's pretty cool to have uh those type of writers for sure i, I did yeah. see uh i think uh, some images that you shared um i don't know if it was in baltimore but you and anthony as he was signing the contract which yeah. he seemed pretty happy about which is cool
1: yeah, no I'm I'm really I'm so fortunate um yeah. that people want to work with me. I I you know, I I always look in the mirror and go what the hell? Like why do <laughs> people want to work with you, dude? Uh, you're an idiot. Um yeah, yeah, that's awesome. But, uh, no, it is. It's awesome and and um you know, one thing I'd be remiss in not mentioning is um you know, Vito Del Santi. You know, Vito and I've been friends for a long time and I know yeah. he he kind of got dragged through the mud with some of the Action Lab stuff um because he was an editor over there. Oh, okay. Um, but um, no more. Uh, yeah, yeah. So he's with Action Lab, he officially is bringing Stray over to Zion Studios. Nice. Uh, so Vito's character, and and he's he's really he's my EIC. Um, yeah. He's helping to pull everything together. That is so, so at, cool. Uh, juggling fifteen thousand projects and and stuff. My wife is an associate editor, so she does all the grammar and the nice, yeah. <laughs> the, and then Vito <laughs> finds, make sure that the voice is consistent, and the continuity yeah. is consistent, and stuff like that. So it's it's a great great team effort.
0: Well, that's pretty exciting. It yeah. seems like you're building out a, a pretty legitimate uh, um, indie comic publishing uh, company here. <laughs> it sounds like you're getting, it sounds more involved than just a hobby that you do outside of your day job.
1: Yeah, it it, it is. <laughs> and uh, I, I keep wondering, like I said, I, I wonder at what point can I, do I just do I have to stop writing because I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, you know, birthing and then delivering these kids to, to the co-parents, right? Um, yeah, you know, we'll see. I, I really enjoy it and I love collaboration. So as long as yeah. I can sustain it, I will. Um, you know, there's a lot of other folks that I want to work with, too.
0: So For sure sure. Well, let's talk about that sustainability of being able to balance all of that. I mean, for others that are trying to get into indie comics for the first time or those that uh, are producing but do have their day job, where, where does that balance come from and, and how important is it to find that balance for sanity yeah. purposes? I mean, yeah.
1: Well, I'm not sure I'm the sanest person to answer that question, but uh,
0: <laughs> let's give it a shot, Charlie. Let's give it a shot.
1: <laughs> it really does come down to uh, first off, I'm I'm um I'm a segmentationalist. I, I don't I I really don't believe humans can truly multitask. Not in the sense that we define it. You know, you you right. really can't listen to a podcast and be answering emails for work. Yeah, uh, doing one or the other. Yeah. Um, And so you really, I I compartmentalize and try to segment things out. So when it's, when it's family time, it's family time. When it's, when it's time to work on my books, it's time to work on my books. Um, I actually have like, I I showed my um, to-do list, you know, there, but I have a, I have a whole separate notebook for work. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's the first thing. And then the second thing is being um, uh, somewhat organized, uh, you know, you got to be able to manage a basic spreadsheet. You need to know um, how much is your output, what's your income, yeah. uh, what do your projections look like. Uh, you know, factor in things like if you're doing a Kickstarter, are you factoring in in your budget that you're going to lose uh, about eleven percent um, to to Kickstarter and Stripe for fees? Yeah. Uh, if you're not, why aren't you? You know, and and I was actually I was on Substack, you know, and I was I started a a like a crowdfunding section hopefully to help other indie creators out because I think the hard part is it's easy to make a book. Now I say that, but just hear me out, right? That's the easy part of it all. Um, Managing budgets, managing people, um, you know, getting things printed, finding the right printer. um, These things are not um, easy and you're going to make mistakes and that's great. But as long as you learn from them, but I think if we can take the the collective mind of, of what we've all done, and, and kind of throw it out there. And if you pay attention to guys like, um, uh, comics tribe, oh my God, I could see his face. Um, shit Gibbons, you'll, I'll find it later, but anyway, yeah. comics, Tribe they put out a podcast, listen to the podcast, got great tips about things yeah. that are missing in Kickstarters. Um, but I think that, that, you know, to your point or to your question is, it really comes down to, um, are you willing to invest the time here? Mm-hmm. Um, it is a sacrifice here and here. Yeah. What, what, what's got to give, you've got to feed your family. So your work still comes first, whatever else happens, Mm -hmm. you got to focus on your job, do your job the best you can. Make sure your family's taken care of and then look at the time left over and go, okay. One thing I could probably do is stop reading so many damn comics and go write some more. Uh, and then it's, you know, I mean, I'm guilty of that. I got a manga sitting right here that I I was reading this morning. Um, but um you know it really comes down to uh passion just, just yeah, if you're passionate about it, you'll find it uh, you'll make it work um if you have a decent job to start with, that's yeah. hard uh, but if you're paying your bills today, don't sacrifice your your family money right yeah. for your comics um yeah. unless everyone in your family says it's okay. Like, yeah. you know, but like, like, draw a line. Yeah, uh, That's what I mean by compartmentalizing. So I think that's the, the best answer I can give you is, is mm-hmm. um, compartmentalize, keep things separate as much as possible. But don't, when I say that, I mean like your activity, when it comes to the family, make sure your family's involved. If you're married, make sure your, your spouse isn't uh, or your, your partner's involved. Yeah. Uh, if you're in, in any relationship, make sure your partner is, is like cool with it. Uh, yeah. If you have children, you know, don't, don't sacrifice your kids on the altar of comics um that is the worst thing you can do and they will hate comics for you um so um you know that's and don't get fired because you're working on your damn comic book (laughs) work hours you know exactly
0: so i
1: carved this time out
0: (laughs) (laughs) no all good points all good points and uh couldn't agree with you more one of the things that I've noticed is you are a big manga fan as well. I am, and yeah. uh, you know, there's there's a, a lot going on in comics right now. Uh, you know, there's these a lot of people talking about the decline of. Co- oh yeah, that's that's a I few went to
1: read pile.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's a few, Charlie. You got a few going on there. You know, there's this <clears throat> this worry about the decline in readership within comics, mainly the two big ones, but be, just because. You know, they, they mean so much to the industry when DC and Marvel, I think, are struggling. It kind of everyone struggles, especially if you're buying your comic books from a comic book store. Um, yeah. And a lot of it, you're starting to see this this huge popularity around manga. And it's not something new. This has been going on for a while. Yeah. Um, can those two coexist? Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah. hundred percent. I mean, um, that was my manga reading pile, but my comic book reading pile is... <laughs> yeah. Is equally as large. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Um,
1: you know, one, it depends on your audience. I I think so. Here's my theory, uh, and it's just some schmuck's opinion, but um, yeah, I I think the the decline that we're seeing is because Marvel and DC are beholden to stockholders. They they've got to satisfy the desires of the stockholders, and they've got to keep their IP going, because one way, shape, or form. And so, you know. For them, I feel like what's happened is um, since the advent of the MCU, I feel like Marvel and DC, so Warner Brothers and Disney both, have been over-rotating towards um, movie properties. Mm-hmm. And so everything they do is trying to feed a movie or a television property and stuff like that. Whereas indie comics, mm-hmm. which I actually see as thriving, and if you look at Kickstarter yeah. numbers, it's true. Um you know there are more comics. I, I, when I launched Spider School number one, there were fewer than 200 uh, active Kickstarters. Mm-hmm. By the time I launched Spider School number three, so about six and a half seven months later, there were over 300 active Kickstarters, and that was in the month of December. Yeah. Uh, today, I don't I didn't look at it today, but I would if I had to guess, there's at least 500 600 comic act, uh, active comic category live um, projects that's telling me that that the growth just isn't in marvel and dc so what's creating what's happening is there's this perception being created because the big two are suffering and and frankly idw and dark horse and those guys are starting to suffer a little bit too except for the licensed properties mm-hmm. um, which you notice dc or um idw and dark horse almost exclusively focusing on exp- yeah. uh, uh property dynamites rotated Dynamite that just
0: picked up yep yeah
1: um so what we're seeing, I think, is this this decline in comics is really um, about the big two, to your mm-hmm. point. Uh, indie comics is growing, licensed properties continue to grow, and manga is absolutely continuing to grow. I hope, my hope as a reader of both, is mm-hmm. that manga continues to influence comics. Yeah um and I, you know i'm starting to see some of that i know it certainly influenced some of my writing and i'm working mm-hmm. on a light novel um of ronabe which is a japanese light novel um you know 30 000 to fifty thousand words something small focused on that 12 to 18 maybe 22 ish demographic mostly guys mm-hmm. yeah um and um and and because i've seen it and it, it it's really cool and it's actually pretty freaking fun to create yeah um the thing with manga I worry about is the sustainability of manga long term, because as it grows in the West, um, that's a that's a bigger stress in the mangaka. And as these these folks are creating books um, and some already under terrible conditions, uh, are they going to be able to survive it? So th- there's I think there's a there's a tug and a pull on both sides. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I don't know that either are sustainable independently as they are today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think they can both thrive together for sure mm-hmm. um, yeah. in the West. So um, I think the big struggle for us is in the West, is why aren't our books getting read in the Asia? Um, you yeah. know, they why aren't our books in APAC and um, why aren't they as successful in Europe? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I have I know from my reader, I have two folks from Singapore who regularly back just about everything I do. Mm-hmm. I have about a dozen folks from Australia. I've got about four folks from from China, Hong Kong, Shanghai um uh and maybe about a dozen to two dozen ish that are regular from uk mm-hmm. but that's it uh, yeah. i have a couple of south americans who pop up every once in a while yeah i think it's on us you know yeah. i think we need to get more global to reach yeah. um find a way to reach those audiences that's how indie comics will survive and we're more flexible than marvel or dc in that yeah. sense
0: yeah 100 no couldn't agree more um of the manga what have you read over the last year that you just think was insane, insanely good that everyone oh. should be picking up.
1: Yeah. So my my personal favorite, it may not be everybody's juice, is um is kaiju number eight. Uh-huh. And it's it number eight just came out, so you're only on the eighth volume, you're not far behind. Yeah, um, it is it is so much fun. Um the first off, it's one of the rare times in a shonen that you have um a uh an adult protagonist so the main character's 34 years old he's a he, he he's been a failure all his life you know that kind of thing <laughs> you know he, not not in a true sense but he just like he didn't get the job he wanted and he's always yeah. wanted to be a kaiju killer and all this other stuff and he's he's on the cleanup crew and um i mean it's no no big spoiler he gets possessed by a kaiju um sort of but he controls it yeah. and so now he can transform almost like you know kind of like a hulk situation um he does have to, you know, fight for control and, and he's still got to deal with the fact that now he's a kaiju on a kaiju fighting organization because there's this whole government organization he works for. Uh, how's that work for you? You know, <laughs> a lot of fun, and there's so yeah. many great characters. Um, and you'll have a favorite or two or three. You know, I like Hoshina, he's one of my favorite characters in the book. Yeah. Um but uh that one, Sakamoto Days, which I have over there, I love. Uh, um it's uh it's hilarious. Yeah. Way of the house husband is another funny one that I absolutely just read like I buy it every time. and it's one, I buy the next one. Yeah. Um and then I um I recently found, um The Boxer, which is uh a, a Korean manhwa. And um it's really, really good. I love the boxer too. So those are those are probably my like top three or four um yeah, yeah must reads. Yeah. Oh, good grief. Don Don. It's Don downstairs, that's so why I didn't think of it. Yeah, it's, uh, it's check that one out. Uh, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's hilarious. And, yeah. um, uh, I'm, yeah, yeah. Check out Don to Don. It's, it's, <laughs> it's fantastic. It's funny and it's scary. Cool. And, uh, got some great demons
0: and all this possession stuff. It's fun. That's awesome. It's awesome. It's really fun. <laughs> Well, Charlie, what can we expect over the next year? I know we kind of dabbled into it. I know that you said there are going to be some changes. Is there anything that you could kind of share that we should expect from you over the next year or the team that you've put together of all these amazing writers? What yeah, should we be looking um, out for?
1: Definitely uh, go follow the American Yakuza. Um, yep.
0: uh, it's will make sure Yakuza. we put the link in there. I, I checked it out today, okay. so I'll put the link on there.
1: Yep yeah check that out um i what chris and uh, it's it's 100 pages um it's gonna be it's fantastic the art is awesome yeah uh artist is actually it's one of those rare times the artist says i can't wait for the colorist to see what he's gonna do in my book (laughs) so he's trying not to nerd out while he's drawing yeah Um, but it's a it's a really dope story and it's just the first phase of what we want to do um with the american yakuza so it's gonna be a graphic novel but um we'll release acts as independent uh digital issues if, you, if people need to consume it small um i understand yeah. uh that one's a big one um i mentioned what travis gibb is doing is going to be really fun that's an exploration of, of faith and humanity uh technology and our dependence on things and and, mm-hmm. and the whole shebang there that's really cool um and then i've got a couple of graphic novels that are coming out one more of a social media comedic Imagine if Booster Gold were a bigger a-hole, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, but, but a social media influencer superhero, Daniel Calvin wrote a story in there and then Vito's written a story. Um, and and so it's going to be a, a three act um, a graphic novel or a one shot pilot is what I've been calling them. Yeah. Uh, and a few, I got a few other things coming out with um, Scott Fogg and and some folks the, the big thing I think to look forward to is um, I'll continue to expand the catalog. I uh, want to continue to expand the roster of talents. I uh, want to do more with Chestface with the uh, Dean Haspel. I think that's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, look for a, a small rebranding on the, the superhero um, kind of... I hate to say all ages because it's not really all ages, More like teen plus books. Yeah. Uh, I think we'll keep the the X, the Zion X on things like American Yakuza and these more mature books. And then mm-hmm. um, we're gonna rebrand the superhero stuff. So look for that um, in 2024.
0: Excellent. Excellent. Man, Charlie, I, I can't wait to see uh, what you're doing. I, I've watched everything that you're doing on X already um, and Instagram <laughs> and the signings that you're doing, man, you're, you're going around, I think very sneakily grabbing a lot of really good talent so uh, i can't wait to see where uh x and everything else that you're putting together is uh over the next year because i think you're going to put together a pretty amazing team you already have some awesome titles if you haven't read spider squirrel uh, and you want a, a laugh and you want to see action and you want to see really cool stories please check that out you also have milestone the god quest i think you have issue two coming out if i'm not mistaken yeah, it's shipping um, with his
1: current Kickstarter.
0: Yep, yep. So, which is also amazing. The art is absolutely incredible, and the character development um, within this team is absolutely amazing. Um, and then everything else we'll make sure that we put in the comments section. you got a lot of things going on, and some of your writers have a lot of things going on, so we'll make sure we put all that in there. But, Charlie, I can't tell you how much I appreciate you coming on. I'm hoping we could do this again as more news starts to come Uh come forward. I think that'd be pretty cool to, to stay up to date with everything that you and the entire team is doing.
1: Awesome. Thank you. I appreciate the time, Tommy.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, We'll, we'll definitely do this again, Charlie. Thanks so much. I really appreciate you. (laughs) Have a good one. Have a good rest of your day. See you guys. (laughs)